0: What is going on, everybody? I'm your host of Ring of Discussion TV, the Third, and today's podcast is going to be discussing a couple of things that I saw on SmackDown and on Raw, a little bit of both, but this is not going to be a Raw review or SmackDown review. Actually, I'm just going to be talking about topics that I saw uh, that I think is very important to talk to you guys about. But before I get on with the show, I thank you guys for listening, whether it's the Apple podcast, that Spotify podcast, Breaker podcast, wherever you guys listen to, even Anchor FM, my main distributor, I thank you. You all for listening to the show. Hopefully we can get a little bit of a background music for this intro that i'll be doing uh even though this is not the pre-recorded intro you just heard the pre-recorded intro but either way this is the first segment of the show uh and it may just be a brief little maybe even it could probably even just be one second i don't know we're gonna see how this episode goes but before i even continue if you like the previous episodes you know you can always leave a review and rate the show uh on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast on as well as uh you can talk to me on twitter at t. Hudson 3RD. Again, at T hudson 3rd that's the official ring of Discussions TV Twitter. And then if you guys have any further questions or further inquiries, if you're a wrestler out there and you listen to the show, if you're an interviewer, whoever you guys are, if you guys are out here listening to the show and you have any questions, any inquiries that you have of me, you can email me at THudson3rd at gmail.com. Again, T THudson3rd at gmail.com. Anyways, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed the little intro. Let's just get right into the news. So firstly, we have Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte, and uh, Asuka in their match at TLC, which will be a triple threat match after Asuka won the Women's Battle Royal, which was amazing. Uh, before I even continue talking about this, I honestly want to talk about my third topic that I'll be talking about on this uh, as the first thing, but I'm not. But I will just say that I'm not going to be talking a lot about Raw. I'll be mostly talking about SmackDown because uh, my mind has been focused more on SmackDown. Got to deliver the news. Uh, So either way, amazing match, amazing women's match on SmackDown uh, with the Battle Royal, at least in my opinion. Let me know your guys' opinion. Again, email me or uh, tweet me at T-HouseInTheority. Same with the email. I'm just at gmail.com. Either way, I... I'm glad that they had Asuka win, but like I told you guys, I knew they were going to set up a triple threat, whether that be Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, you know, or any variation as well as including Asuka, it was going to happen, and this brings Asuka back into the title picture, so we could actually, I'd like to see a heel Asuka possibly, you know, this is... uh, a good opportunity to do something different with Asuka rather than having her as the Japanese, the uh, Japanese, well, there's the the male Japanese person on the roster would be Shinsuke, but Shinsuke is getting over. Uh, but you know what I mean? For a brief moment, these two were just on the roster doing nothing. Uh, and yeah, it's like, come on, guys. I think that WWE is getting ready to capitalize on both of them, though, and taking that moment taking, you know, Um, what they have for uh they're not taking it for granted anymore if you guys know what i mean either way uh with asuka potentially in the title picture now this leads a lot of uh a lot of room for more women to have separate storylines on smackdown by you know adding people to a specific storyline if you guys know what i mean let me let me try to explain this the best way so we have Our main storyline on SmackDown, our main women's storyline on SmackDown is Becky and Charlotte. We have Asuka and whatever the heck she's doing with. Naomi and other people if you pull somebody from that and you push them inside of a different you know uh, feud and it actually has you know a good chemistry or a good flow to it you can build off that person you just put into the feud and the people that are in the other feuds or on the minor feuds if you throw them and make something important for them you can also bring in uh, I don't know somebody from NXT and add them to that storyline so their storyline isn't how do you say it's it's not A main event match or a main event feud but it has some legs to it and i think that you know you don't have to have a main event feud every single time no matter if you're male or female but what you can do is build up the people because i mean come on we're just gonna have more people go to the indies And I have no issue with that. In fact, I love the indies and I love the indie scene. Uh, I love how the indie scene is thriving today and it has been thriving for quite a while. But it's, you know, getting more recognition today uh, with all the stars that have come out of the indies onto the WWE scene. I mean, heck, uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles built their uh, career in TNA, even though that's a major league wrestling promotion now at one point. You know, it was considered an indie promotion. I mean, even to today's standards, it could still be considered an indie promotion, but that's just my thoughts on that. Either way, uh, people want to be used creatively or want to be used in a certain way. And I don't think everybody wants to be in the main event. I don't think everybody needs to be in the man of him, but if you can at least build a good solid storyline, a good solid feud for people on the roster, maybe we won't see such a drop in ratings, and maybe Fox, you know, feels confident about this, you know, 2019 deal, which they could, I mean, I don't talk to Fox, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, there's no connection with me and Fox, but, you know, if Fox... I was in the position of Fox. I want to watch a show. I want to know that my viewers are the viewers, you know, millions upon billions, really, viewers at home uh, that watch the show. I want to know that they're actually, you know, tuned in and not just have them tuned in for the first hour. And then as time goes by, things just, you know, slowly deteriorate in content. That's just my thought uh quality you know it's quality over quantity in this situation you can throw as many people as you want onto the main roster you can throw as many people onto the main show whatever all that matters is or what really matters at the end of the day is the quality of the matches and if you can get some quality people and quality feuds then you can build it up just my thoughts uh but yeah either way I think that when it comes to Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka, this may be an early prediction, but I think that Asuka will pull off something mischievous and ultimately come out on top. Uh, And if I'm correct, this is a women's championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, or this is a SmackDown Women's Championship match, so... Ultimately, Asuka could win the match and ultimately, again, win the title unless this is for a title shot later on and enter herself into the feud. And this could add some, you know, uh, the the, the submission specialist, all three of these women doing their, you know, submissions. I don't know. That's one thing I've noticed. It seems like quite the the women that are in the main event in WWE are almost all or have finishing moves that are submission specials either way that's just something that I'm noticing but Asuka could win this could lead to Becky and Charlotte you know possibly building off of what happened at Survivor Series and how uh, Becky was chosen by Charlotte and then uh, Becky you know it, it can build off of Although I don't like you, I'll still have to work with you in some way, shape, or form, kind of like the Rock and Austin. You know, although they had a you know a pretty deep blood rivalry, they still had some form of, you know, how do you say, sportsmanship or uh, their competition wasn't a, in a heel manner, if you guys know what I mean. These guys are just going at it to be the best. I think that's the feud that we could have with Becky and Charlotte, but let's not make another rock in Austin. I want Becky to be Becky. I want Charlotte to be Charlotte. I want, you know, the next generation of female wrestlers to say, oh my gosh, I want to be the next Charlotte Flair, not, oh my gosh, I want to be the next uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's no disrespect to Stone Cold. I'm just saying, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, there should be inspiration from these women and they, they are very inspirational already so i mean uh man even let's say 30 years from now my son or daughter or whoever in the world is a male will look up to these women you know i how i kind of look up to track trash oh my gosh trish and lita you know maybe some kids will look up to becky and charlotte as well as oscar but this definitely sets these women up for something big especially oscar who really needed it and you know uh i can go on a long time about that but oscar needs this opportunity and i think this is the perfect opportunity but wwe cannot kill this at tlc keep her inside of the picture somehow some way all right so these next two topics are somewhat related Because of the person that's going to be talked about. So I was thinking about how I was going to close off the show. So I'm going to probably close off the show with talking about the tag division in WWE uh, on both rosters. So I'll just get into talking about Samoa Joe and what he said, uh, Jeff Hardy's 20-year anniversary. And I want to break that whole thing down. So Jeff Hardy debuted in 1993 or four if i'm correct against razor ramon and that was 25 years ago jeff hardy's been in wwe or has been in wrestling for 25 years now, he left in 2009, so 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and I think they came back at Mania two years ago, so he was gone for about a good seven-year period, about eight, seven-year period, and then you gotta count the TNA days that he left for about a good year or so, came back, so it's about nine, and then he... Yeah, so we, Jeff Hardy, if they're gonna, if they're gonna say that he's been, uh, with them for twenty years. It 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 wouldn't necessarily be twenty years unless he wasn't contract. I, I take that back. I take that back. Jeff Hardy wasn't on a contract, I believe, when he was sixteen. I think that was just a trial show. So I also believe that he debuted in 97 so i think this is his 21st i don't know i don't I don't know i'm getting so confused with the hardy timeline but either way i wanted to make sure that that was accurate i wanted to make sure that I was sounding right please let me know what you guys think or know about this let me know your knowledge and spill that to me because i think i'm a little lost here either way uh good celebration all the roster uh smackdown roster people came out in uh Clapped their hands, like, yeah, go, Jeff. Yeah, 20 years they stood there. And then Samojo came out to run run and rain, yada, 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 rain on Jeff's parade. And it was in poor taste. Why was it in poor taste? Yeah, to talk about Jeff Hardy's substance abuse. All right, so we're going to step away from wrestling for a second. Uh, Substance abuse is a real thing. Addiction is a real thing. And Jeff Hardy is a person that's battled it, you know, multiple times for a a portion of his wrestling career. I don't know about Prior, but he's come out about, you know, uh, his substance abuse issues, as well as Matt Hardy has come out about that before. Although Matt seems to, you know, he's on the right path. Same with Jeff. You know, they're both on the right path. But the path isn't what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how WWE uses people's real issues and storylines. It's not juicy. It's not uh, sipping the tea. It's none of that. Whatever people say nowadays about secrets or gossip. I don't know if Jeff signed off on it. I mean, he's very open about his past, you know, uh, when it comes to substance abuse. But just, you know... And I don't know if, you know, Joe talked about it. And I, I It must have, I'm quite sure Jeff was okay with talking about it. But WWE constantly using uh, something tragic happened, whether that's Eddie's death, whether that's Rome. well, I take that back. I think that the Roman Reigns storyline, the, the, the him leaving the shield due to leukemia, hashtag again, thank you, Roman. That right there, they just had, I think it was, I don't know, I feel a little bit funny about that. It was an okay way to introduce the feud, but overall, it was a tad bit in poor taste, but it seems as though WWE at the time, but now it seems as though WWE has kind of, you know, pushed that aside and really just focused on Dean and Seth. Which is good. But at the beginning, you know, mentioning like, oh, on the Night of Romans thing. I don't don't know. But that's storyline. That's in wrestling. I understand. But again, using certain things to push a storyline just in general, outside of wrestling, just in general, isn't smart. So I just say WWE kind of watched. And it kind of took me back a little bit. I'm like, whoa, I had to rewatch that again to make sure I was watching what I was watching. Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe already looks bad enough on the main roster, and I'm going to get to that in a bit. But you want him to talk about Jeff Hardy, one of the most beloved characters in in wrestling, you know, history, and honestly, to a certain degree, pop culture. I mean, there have been, you know, there was one meme I saw uh, when it talked about, Uh, SoundCloud rappers looking like the Hardy Boys back in the 90s is more relatable to people that grew up in the Attitude Era. Let me say that. I don't think now I can go up to somebody my age uh, at school. If I ask 10 people who Jeff Hardy is, they may or they may not know. The likelihood of them knowing is slim unless they watched wrestling as a kid. Um, if they did not know him then good for them. But you know, he's 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 definitely still known and you know, he's a part of many people's childhoods. Simple as that, no matter what era, no matter if you're ruthless aggression, PG, the uh, reality, uh the combat zone reality era, which is right now, or not combat, yeah, not combat zone. Uh combat sports era that's happening right now. Uh as well as the attitude era and late new generation era, you know uh jeff's had some type of impact and then just to have samoa joe who you know has been out since the very very he wasn't he was like not even at the tail end of the attitude era he was just came in right at the ruthless aggression era even though he was on wwf tv uh so i say he was in that middle period between attitude and ruthless and then uh he was on tna roh and all these other indie promotions but primarily those two and uh he made him a name for himself on the indies i absolutely love the classic samoa joe and aj salas matches but to this point it just feels like samoa joe is floating on the card it doesn't feel genuine uh it just feels like a bland joe a bland cup of joe and i don't like a bland cup of joe even though i like my coffee dark like black like no added sugars or anything like that either way uh no bland joe gotta have some robustness to it. it's gotta have some um some gusto to it and i don't feel like joe is really at any you know using the uh storyline with uh aj styles wendy all that stuff that was okay for the moment but if we're gonna have him you know not win the belt then what's the point of it unless they're going to be leading up to a feud with daniel bryan and aj but the, it seems like that fuse is going to be with those two and Smojo will not be involved. And if that's the case, that's totally fine to a certain extent. But, you know, putting him with Jeff Hardy, unless this is going to be leading to a, you know, a new title run for Jeff Hardy, then I don't see what the point of this is. That's just my, you know, my view on it. And I know I mentioned earlier, you know, how women... uh. Or not just even women, but just the WWE in general, how uh, people are, how do you say, they're going to be on the main card. Or they're going to be they, the, the main event feud thing that I was just talking about. If you guys have stay tuned, if you haven't zoomed through this entire show and you're listening to this part, when I mentioned about having a main event feud versus just a normal feud, this needs to be a main event feud or semi-main event feud at least. Uh, or a feud that actually has legs. Let me not say a main event feud, but it's got to at least have legs to it. It can't just be another one that SmackDown just throws on there for just extra time. I mean, we could honestly be pushing the Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton storyline that happened at Hell in a Cell as well as uh, Rey Mysterio. But we don't need to actually don't combine that right now. It's a little bit too late for that. Um But yeah, that's just my thoughts about Samoa Joe and his time on the main roster. And uh, as well as what he said about Jeff Hardy. Uh, Again, I know this didn't really come from Samoa Joe's heart. At least I hope it didn't. Uh, And it probably came from the writers room. But I would just say WWE, please, just please, please, please be cautious next time when it comes to talking about something like that. Especially, you know. When it's a celebration, you know, it's kind of pooping on his parade. I understand Jeff Hardy's like, that's not going to rain on my parade. It didn't, but to a certain extent, it did have a little bit of emotion to it that wasn't really needed. That's just my thought. Anyways, we're going to talk about our last piece of news. But before I get on to that, I'm going to take a little break. Uh, yeah, you guys just said tally. it's going to be a little 8 to 15 a second. Break. probably just a second break uh yeah so enjoy this royalty free music and then we'll be right back to the show <laughs> All right, folks, for the last part of the show, I'm going to be discussing the Raw and SmackDown tag division. But you, before I even continue on with that, you may notice a little bit of a hissing noise, a little bit of an echo. If you guys hear that, I'm in a different area, a different location, an undisclosed location due to uh, some background noise in the, uh, the next calming piece of the segment. Whatever you guys listen to right now, the audio that was going to be originally on here, Was some background noise so i'm like all right i'm gonna record this in a different area so either way if we're gonna kill this last episode or this last part of the episode golly please do not make this the last episode guys i love you guys so much either way uh the last part of the episode let's just jump right into it no more talking truman just 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 get to what you want to talk about so Let's firstly talk about the Raw Tag Division, something that I'm actually enjoying, or I'm not enjoying. My God, what am I talking about? I'm thinking of SmackDown right now. I just spoiled the entire piece for you guys. Wow, I'm doing awesome. Either way, we have AOP as your Raw Tag Team Champions. So, let's reel ourselves back to Survivor Series 2018. Drake Maverick is is the manager for... Uh, aop and then we have the bar and big show managing the bar drake maverick gets scared by the big show drake maverick pees his pants two weeks later drake maverick steals bobby Rood's road my gosh steals bobby Rood's robe and drake maverick pees on bobby Rood's robe Drake Maverick is the urinating manager. Do not be a urinating manager. That is Drake Maverick's role, okay? This isn't cool. You want to know why this isn't cool? It'd be different if Drake Maverick was by himself or if he was still uh, you know, doing uh, or not still doing if he was doing things outside of managing or being the manager of a of a champion two champions for that matter. You put him in that position and makes him look weak. It doesn't just make him look weak. It also makes AOP look weak. So you have three people that are at the bottom of the card and you're not pushing them. Now, these people are your champions. They're supposed to have a certain, I don't know how you put this, a je ne sais, uh, it's not a je ne sais quoi. It's a certain spark to them and then you have their manager pee their pants it's it's just outrageous it's it's unneeded and urinate or urine jokes are very tasteless when it comes to wrestling i think you can pull it outside if it was dark comedy or something like that whatever comedy you like you like it not going to judge you but if you're going to keep on having you know, somebody pee their pants and they're managing champions, it's going to make you think something. All right. So my first rule for the SmackDown for the raw rosters tag division is please either it's too late to even go back. Just pull Drake Maverick out of the managerial position. Instead have AOP either be lone guys by themselves or get a new manager to manage them that's talking about aop next we have tag teams that really don't match or really don't mesh together aka chad gable bobby Roode. i do not see any point in having these two together uh it gets none of them over which again you don't have to be a main event but if you have some legs then work with that so they're not using Bobby Roode and Chad Gable to their, you know, to, to their advantage. They're not using their talents that they've had. I mean, come on, Bobby Roode is already a TNA, TNA legend. Like, that's that's already set in stone. Whenever he leaves WWE, whenever that is, I'm quite sure he's going to be on the TNA Hall of Fame along with James Storm. So you have this TNA legend uh just come in like Samoa and now he's not doing the best on the main roster right now he has you know this limelight but he's still not being portrayed in the right way not his fault so I don't think but I don't think it's his fault it's, it's gotta be the writing team's fault and speaking from a fan perspective really a journalist perspective The a wrestling journalist perspective. Let me rephrase that. Combat sports journalist perspective. Let's re-rephrase that. I say that if you're gonna, you know, have two people that are well qualified for a higher position, and you have them put on uh, seldom good matches, just matches that are technically just filler. Then what's the point on having them on the show? I don't want to see somebody on the TV or on my phone or on my laptop, tablet, whatever the heck you watch Monday Night Raw. I don't want to see them just go out there and just get squashed for no reason when they actually had a a good push behind them in either different promotions, different companies, or on NXT. WWE has an issue right now. They've had an issue for a while, and everybody talks about it but that is their usage of people that come up from NXT. They look like absolute stars in NXT. And then once they come up to you know the, the main roster, they're absolutely just run over. There's like a semi just hit their career. And for that moment, it just hit their career, and then you barely care about them. They release an action figure here and there of them, a basic series, fifty thousand, whatever the heck it is on right now, and they're not, you know, talked about anymore. If they are talked about, they're talked about very briefly on shows like this, for you know the 15, 16 seconds, thirty seconds, and then they're forgotten about, and they're just tossaways. That's not the way to go. So WWE, please. I'm asking you, and I beg of you, remove Drake Maverick from AOP, either AOP throwing Drake Maverick out or something like that, and then have these guys just be absolute monsters. If you let it go on for too long, they won't look serious, and they're just, you know, not fit to be it. Now, if you're going to keep on doing this with AOP, just give the belt to somebody else. I mean, heck, the B team could even take it. Just just give the belt to somebody else. Do not leave, you know, do not... You're tarnishing your own belts. Like I mentioned in that episode about, you know, the current state of, of the wrestling world or when I talked about the championships, uh, you, you want to have people be behind champions. You don't want them to look at a champion and be like, oh, oh my gosh, like, this is annoying. If they're a heel, you do want people to boo them. But people love to boo heels. You don't want to boo somebody just because they're trash. And that's what they're doing with AOP. So that's my thought. Let me not even get to the revival. I think I kind of covered them when I talked about NXT. That's my thoughts about the Raw tag division. It needs to be 10 times better than what it is right now. Now, let's talk about something that's a whole lot better than the Raw uh, tag division. We have the SmackDown tag division. It's doing amazing. It's doing amazingly great. I I I don't really find any flaws with the SmackDown division. I think that uh, maybe, you know, do something a little bit different with the bar. I don't know what difference you could really make with them, but maybe switch them up a little bit. Uh, I think that the matches are consistent. Maybe we could put 205 Live on SmackDown rather than putting it on Raw, kind of like how they have Velocity on back in the olden days. If you know about Velocity, you are able to get a senior discount. You're able to sign up for AARP. Either way, if we have something like uh, Velocity on the on on smackdown somehow and then we include lucha house party or some tag divisions in the cruiserweight division we need to start adding more people to the cruiserweight division because that feels lackluster then maybe we can create a cruiserweight tag division that can add to smackdown other than that, and maybe we can see Xavier Rowe or Xavier Rose. Maybe we can see Xavier Woods in a major role on that cruiserweight division, tag tag team division, or whatever. And then we can push him. I think that SmackDown's tag division will be good launching pads for people for singles careers, as well as just being good tag teams in general. That's just my thoughts on the tag division. Uh let me know what you guys think could be better about the tag division. Also let me know by the your thoughts towards everything else you guys heard in this episode. You can go tweet me at t hudson at gmail.com Well, you don't have to tweet me there. You can email me there for any inquiries, but you can also follow me on Twitter or ask me any questions at t hudson3rd. Again, t hudson3rd. That's the official ring of discussions, TB Twitter. And anyways, folks, I'm getting out of here uh hopefully again, this audio on the second segment sounded good if not please forgive me anyways gotta make some outro music gotta make some intro music gotta do something can't keep on using this royalty free music anyways peace out guys i'm your host of the ring of discussions podcast from just third and i am signing out